Welcome to episode 13 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Now, this is the first of two episodes that was recorded at the Debonair Music Hall in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's sort of a new venue. It was rebranded uh, recently. It was formerly known as the, um, the Mexicali Live, uh, but they recently rebranded to Debonair Music Hall. Uh, and I was there on Thursday, the 7th of December, to see Boba Flex. And so this episode, um, I interview one of their singer-slash-guitarists and founders of the band, Marty Ray McCoy. Uh, good friend of mine for fucking, Jesus, five five years now. I've been, I've been friends with the band. I've been following them for... For longer, I've been following them since '05, but uh, met the band and became good friends with all those dudes back in around 2012. And so this is another band that, when I first uh, decided I was doing this show, uh, they were on the the list of of uh, people I had to get. So, um, without further ado, here's Marty. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I'm here at the uh, Debonair Music Hall in Teaneck, New Jersey, with Marty McCoy from Bobaflex. How you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good. Great. So, I first became aware of you guys back in 2005 when you were on the Gigantor, you were the opening band on the Gigantor. But that's a long time ago. Yeah, but you guys were were around a little while before that. You formed in '98, from my understanding. So, tell me a bit about the band from from the time you formed until the time that you showed up on my radar. Um, wow, so long ago, seems hard to even, even remember. <laughs> 20 years almost. <laughs> we were uh, just doing it in college to meet girls. Oh. And then I always wanted to be in a band, that was my thing. My dad told me when I was in college, he's like, piss on this college thing, just do the band thing, that's what you want to do. So that's what I did, and um, Sean just kind of forced his way in. He was like, <laughs> I'm playing guitar now, I go, okay. And he had these other guys that were like, we want to rap. I was like, okay, whatever. So. We started this little thing, um, you know, to ha- have fun on the weekends and meet chicks and, and started selling out these little clubs. And then as it got more serious, uh, Sean and I and the drummer and the bass player were all like, you know, this is something we want to do every day and we, yeah. I don't want to have a job and I want to do this 24 hours a day. And the two other guys that were in the band, they were kind of like, eh, you know, they were still ate up with going to Marshall football games. and and sporting events not showing up to practice and i was just like that's not going to work for me so we left that band kept the name left that band and decided to do it full time and so from about 2001 to the time that you saw us it was just we'd play anywhere non-stop go 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 right, and right. we got signed to eclipse records which was looking back on it now they you know they were on the internet thing before anybody else was right they were solely internet promotions and we thought you know this is not going to work for us um you know, we need to be on radio. We need to do all these crazy things, and they actually were ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it now, I was like, oh shit, they were onto something. Um, so then we left Eclipse Records and, and signed a TVT Records, and TVT uh, did a really good job for us for a minute, and then they filed bankruptcy and yeah, and went away, and, and that was a long time trying to fix that thing. That was when a record label goes bankrupt, nobody knows what fucking happens. Yeah, it's a yeah. legal battle to the end. So we got finally got out of that and decided to stay independent. We uh, we had when Bury Me With My Guns came out, we had a lot of major record labels sniffing around, and we were just so freaked out by TBT going bankrupt that we were like, you know, any one of them, the big big dogs could go bankrupt tomorrow. Right, right. Who knows? So we was like, oh, we're just going to do it independently. So I don't know if we've made some of the best decisions, but we're still playing. 
Nobody owns their shit. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna ask about that actually. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit since since we're right there. Uh, you know, when I saw you the uh, I lost track of you guys after Dirt Town came out. I yeah. kind of you kind of fell off my radar. I don't know. And then and then. I became aware of the fact that you guys still existed because Jared, the bass player at the time, uh, found me on, and I didn't know him, yeah, yeah. but he found he found me and sent me a friend request on Facebook, and at, at first I thought like, oh, this is some fake shit, like this is some guy yeah, pretending yeah. to be the bass player of Boba Flex, but it was, it was really him, and so through that I found the Boba Flex Facebook page and, and sort of following you guys again, and, and when you played in 2012 at the Stanhope House, yeah. I came out to the show. Right. Met you in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that. Uh, and and was bullshitting with Jared, and and he had mentioned to me. I said, "Hey, man, like, you know, I, I remember you guys from from like '05 from the Gigantor and all that, and I was familiar with the two records, uh, but you guys didn't play anything from that except Home. Why not?" And, and his explanation was, "Well, the record label went out of business, and and." didn't sell the assets to anybody else so all our shit was owned by a bank we didn't a bank and, and we didn't want to make a bank money so when we had to play home because everybody knows that but we opted not to make the bank any money yeah, yeah. we played the other the independent the shit bank, the bank was uh bought by orchard music so they bought uh everything that tbt like tbt went bankrupt and then the bank bought their or the bank had them because of the bankruptcy and then tbt or orchard purchased all the music okay so then the orchard owned everything and didn't want a relationship with us at all so it was just kind of like well that's fucked now see ya so, is that, on. so yeah. is that where it's at now do they still own that absolutely shit? okay absolutely so we're like ah, let's move on let's you know okay it's a different different time different different thing going on so we just kind of the, and the band kind of evolved and those songs really didn't make any sense anymore in our set list and it was just like we'll still go back and play some songs every now and then um that you know that we want to play now we don't care we're like whatever right um, right but yeah at the time it was pretty pissed off individuals right i know that the last time i saw you guys because like anytime you guys come around like i come hang out um somebody had mentioned to me that you guys wanted to try uh try and put at least one song from every album in the set list is that something that you've you've done or did you guys decide against that no we did it uh we just uh we just our guitar player tipple left so right, now, right. I now saw we have that. a set list where we, we had a new guy come in, and, and so we're working in older songs now, but we have this set list that we had to knock down and lock down and make sure right, that everything right. was perfect. And So, um, yeah, it was kind of... Once, once Jake's awesome, by the way. The new guitar player, Jake's amazing. Great singer, great guitar player. He loves every second of it. Um, once he's really comfortable with everything, we in sound checks we started doing different songs. Mm -hmm. He knows them all, but we have a pretty high standard. Right. We make a little chunk. It's like, ah... <laughs> messed up right there we had to fix that part so we're kind of working those in now okay that's cool um so you mentioned that from like the sort of first incarnation of the band to the next you guys kept the name how did you come up with the name boba flex uh it was star wars thing okay. like i remember um we had to have a flyer for a show some guys like what about boba flex and i thought it was silly but my brother loves star wars so we we're kind of like okay well, that'll work we'll put it on the flyer and then people really started getting into the band and we were like, well, we can't change it now. <laughs> now but if I it. could change it, it'd be like Poison or Kiss or something cool like that. <laughs> I think those, also the 90s, I think those are taken. <laughs> it was also the early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s when names like Hoobastank and Limp Biscuit were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. So it's like, okay, we can... And every all the cool names were taken. Yeah. Like, like in Motley Crue, Metallica. <laughs> those were all gone. So uh, you and Sean, you guys sort of uh, alternate between 
lead vocals and, and guitar. Time, yeah. And so I was just wondering how that came to be, how you guys decided, okay, like, instead, because you had said Sean had came in and said he wanted to be the guitarist. At, at what point was the decision made that you were going to sort of bounce back and forth? Um, Once we... Once the band had changed from the, the local thing to the full-time thing, and we, a couple of the guys had left the band, and uh, Sean and I were like, when, when the band was in its weird uh, stage and there was rappers and all that stuff, I always sang the hooks. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to rap. I don't, I, you know, Sean was into the Wu-Tang Clan and all this rap stuff. I wasn't. I mm-hmm. was the Metallica dude, and I was like, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Some, I like some of these songs, but I... It's not something that I grew up with and it's something I was very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So when the band changed, um, we sat down and had a, a talk about, you know, our favorite bands. And I'm like Pink Floyd and Kiss and, and these bands and, and all the Eagles and stuff like that. And all those bands, they had multiple singers. Okay. And, you know, Sean's got a really cool voice, a really unique voice. And, and we just, and we both sound different. And Jared at the time was a great singer. Uh, Still, not that he's not a great singer, right, still, right. but and we I just kind of like they, they'll appreciate that at the post office, though, right? right. <laughs> but we uh, just decided, you know, if everybody can sing and you write a song and you really want to sing it, sing it, right? Okay, and that's how you keep a band together. Yeah, is you know, we're no ego. we've been humbled so many times, there's no such thing as egos in this band. <laughs> we played in front of 40,000, we played in front of 40, and it's like, so you know, we just that's, really like to play music and and. And none of that bullshit of I'm the lead singer, you're you're this that. It's just like yeah, you you got a song you wrote and you feel passionate about it, or this fits your voice better, or you know you sing it. Yeah. I'll sing backup on this one, or I'll you know yeah, I'll play guitar on this one. Doesn't it's all my favorite bands were always like that. Oh, that works, man. Um, <laughs> so the first couple of times I saw you guys speaking of uh, Sean. Uh, the first few times I saw you guys on the on the uh, the Gigantor and on the Masters of Horror tour, right? And I and I assume, just in that general era of the band, Sean on on stage, he would always say, "We are Boba Flex from the hills of West Virginia." And what you've heard about us is true. We do fuck our cousins. Right, right, right. And so, and so I was just wondering. I can think of a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do that. Right. Why Why did he do that? Sean, uh, if you notice during the set lists now. We don't. Nobody. We play like Ramon style. Mm-hmm. When one song's over, bam, bam, bam. It's the next song starts because you never know what the fuck he's gonna say. <laughs> he could say something that the crowd goes yes and loves it, or he could say something the crowd goes no, no. <laughs> and it's happened through our career, and he just one. You never know what he's gonna say, and and I. So it's like we have control now. We're the drummer and I, Tommy, always years ago go start the song start the song he's getting ready to talk <laughs> holy shit what's he gonna say so now it's very Ramones like one two three four next song so Sean can't say something genius or extremely insane the crowd could go one way or the other what comes out of his mouth oh man so so speaking of your family uh, you and Sean are descendants of the McCoy family from the nope. Hatfield no Nope, you're not. No, we are. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I thought so. I was. So I was just wondering, what was it like growing up being connected to that piece of like American I history? N- I didn't really matter until no. Kevin Costner made that movie, and then uh, everybody started at like magazines and shit that didn't want anything to do with us. It was like, oh shit, they're from the Hatfields and McCoys. So it didn't really matter to us until it worked for our career. Okay. And then we were like, oh shit, yeah, man, it's crazy. We're shooting Hatfields and all this shit, and no one ever gave a shit. So, Never cared, but when Kevin Costner made the the miniseries, then there was major magazines and stuff. Were like, we have to talk to this band; they're real McCoys. Did you guys ever watch any of that stuff? Oh God, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was oh, okay. great. Yeah. 
Um, do you guys ever take part? I, I found in, in just like looking online that, that the families do these like joint reunions and stuff. Do you guys ever participate in no, that? No, we don't even get or? to participate in our own families' Christmases and stuff. We're on the right, road so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, you guys are I ain't got time to meet the Hatfields and long lost McCoys anywhere. I'm in the middle of fucking Jersey somewhere on <laughs> Thursday night. So no, not at all. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Your la- the, the album Charlatan's Web opens with a track called Love Letter from a Booking Agent. Was that a real voicemail that you guys got? Uh, no. It was a combination of emails and, and uh, voicemails. Really? And then a friend of ours from uh, JJO in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Greg, who's a hilarious dude and does great impressions, we called him up and, and wrote this thing up from, from emails and, and phone convers- or uh, voicemails, and, and he did the whole thing and did it in one take. and just thought it was great but yeah it's it was absolutely it was, that shit was said to us it just wasn't all in one shot it was different emails and, and voicemails wow um all right we have a good booking agent now but booking agents go on the top 10 list of the most evil people in the world i couldn't tell you depends where they would fall but they're on that top 10 list <laughs> all right well well tying tying into that then man um what what do you guys think? Like you guys, you had the the record label troubles, and you've had the shitty mm-hmm. emails from from booking agents and stuff. Where do you what do you think of like the state of the industry in twenty seventeen? Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening. Um, you know, with the internet and everybody being connected and all that stuff, you don't have to have a major label. Put it would be great. It would be great to have millions and millions of dollars poured into the band, and because I, I feel like we're we're a good band, and, and I really like this band a lot. It'd be great to have somebody pour millions and millions of dollars into it. But we've done it. That's, that's not our story. Our story is the grassroots kind of independent thing, and what we get to do is keep all the money. <laughs> you know, we're not as big as Seether or Seven Dust, but we don't owe anybody anything. Right, right. So you know, it, and hopefully we're. We're getting out there, and people are starting to really know who we are. And, and if we could land a couple of those big tours, man, that would be something like two big tours a year or something like that would be great for us. And that's that's what we're working on now. We're working on going to Europe. Mm, the whole okay. thing, we, like with the agents and management and all that stuff, I'm like, Europe, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. That's where rock and roll is. You know, you have a show here. Rock and Range is amazing. 70,000 people sold out. You go to Europe, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, I've never been to any of the big festivals in in the u.s like all oh, rock and like, like awesome. not the destination ones like i've been to you know the the touring ones the the gigantor yeah. we were talking about yeah, Ozfest yeah. and things like that but i've never been to any of you know any I, i'd love to go to rock in the range or i'd love so to go cool. on like ship rock like carolina rebellion rock on the range rocklahoma uh what's the one in florida uh, fort rock so, so yeah something like that yeah but it's uh it's the same guy that does them all and he's done an outstanding job and when people say rock and roll is dead, I go, there's 70,000 people in Columbus, Ohio that will tell you to kiss their ass. It's not right, dead. Right. It's alive and well. It's a real, I, I went, I've gone, we've played it twice, and I've gone every other year that I wasn't out on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's run so well. I never waited in line at the bathroom, never waited in line at the beer lines. I don't know how they put 70,000 people somewhere and had it set up so smooth that, like I said, I never waited in line for anything. And this year, Metallica was the headliner, and it kept raining. Yeah, yeah. So they had to evacuate the entire stadium, and then when the rain passed and the lightning passed, they bring them all back in. And somehow they pulled that shit off. I was there. They pulled it off. I mean, flawlessly. Yeah, I heard because I think Sirius was doing coverage. I think yeah. only just because of the weather with that, only one band had to cancel, and it was because they had to catch a flight back to Australia. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It, they pulled it off so well, and I saw it happen two and three times in the week. Seventy thousand people out of the stadium, waiting in their cars. Rain passes seventy thousand people back in. Smooth transition it was amazing. I was like, hats off, guys. That was great. <laughs> so, and then so, Metallica headlined, and it was fucking <laughs> awesome. I gotta, I gotta see them again. I haven't seen them live in about. Fuck, 13 years? They are on fire. Man. It was a really good show. Because <laughs> um, even Cambria was awesome, too. Like, I'd never seen them live, but I'd always got into them. And, and they play, they headlined one stage one night, and I went over and just jaw dropped. I was like, that band is a phenomenal band. I, I, I never really got into them. I'm familiar with a few other songs. I have a friend who's, like, super into So them. good. Live, I was just like, whoa. It was awesome. Um, so what do you think about like CD sales and stuff like a lot of I've, I've heard I've heard from from a lot of people uh, and, and in talking to a lot of bands too that, that seemingly I, that, that I myself am I'm a dying breed because I like yeah. to buy CDs and a, lot of, and a lot of people you know it's like well you know I got I got Spotify or I'll just fucking download I'll just rip it off of YouTube they make all their money at the shows anyway like what do we gotta buy the music for well it's over um, Spotify is the new way there used to be a bunch of lamp oil salesmen before electricity came out now would you use a lamp because you don't want the lamp oil industry to go bankrupt um it's it's over spotify technology has changed and, and spotify and, and streaming and that's the way that's the way it is yeah um you still do we still do albums and stuff because we have fans that want to have them signed and and you still got to put music out and stuff right, but right. the the day of the cd is over but vinyl came back who the fuck thought that was gonna happen <laughs> imagine being the guy like listen i got this crazy idea i'm gonna buy a vinyl record machine and it's gonna be this business you'd say you're out of your mind so you never know right but right. you know as far as cds and stuff and and it's just it's that's over with the technology has changed you used to have to have a phone in your house right that right. had a cord on it and shit and it went around in a circle when you dialed a number that shit's over with and that's just the way the world works um so yeah so a lot of your you know you put out albums so you can tour and you make your money touring um but you know we're in it for the love of music so yeah. if the music industry changes we change with it and and still make try to write the best songs we can and, and try to put on the best live show we can and, and you know it'd be great if it was the 80s and i had a jet plane <laughs> and ain't the fucking way it is. people are streaming that shit on their phones and that's just the way it is and 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 I, you know I, I wanted to fight against it, and now I'm like, Spotify thing kicks ass, man. Put it on, <laughs> listen to songs all day. This is awesome. Yeah. So, so from, yeah. from the from a from a band standpoint, is that working out for you guys? Like, I know yeah. I, I've talked to uh, like when I interviewed uh, Josh Key, the, guitar, the guitarist from uh, Psycho Stick. He was telling me that that things are starting to move in a direction, at least for them, where they're actually making yeah. money. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, there's big Spotify playlists. The you know. The hard rock Spotify Spotify has been good to us. They put us on these major playlists, so you know we're popping up with you know Mudvayne and Seven Dust and nothing more and stuff like that, and, and get a, a lot of exposure that we wouldn't get because radio is a is a there's not very many rock radio stations left, so the, all right. the competition is fierce. I noticed even the one like like you guys got some play a few years back on on Sirius, and mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't really catch you guys on there anymore either. Well, Sirius, um, they become the kings. The competition is now fierce. Yeah. Like, Sirius, at the, I remember Sirius, like, we could give them a song, and they go, hell yeah, we'll play it, bam, put it right on. Now they're the gatekeepers of what's cool, and, and they have to, you know, now everybody, all eyes are on Sirius, so they're really picking and choosing what songs. They, they still play us. Okay. They still play us and stuff, but it's um, it's definitely not as easy as it used to be, and and it shouldn't be. Now they're the, they're the number one radio station in the world. 
Right. So, you know, they gotta, they're not starving for content anymore. They're actually right, right. flooded with content. So they're picking and choosing and, and finding what works best for them. Um, but I want Sirius to play one our new single. It's so awesome. Come on, Sirius. <laughs> Speaking of the, the new album, uh, you guys did a cover of, of Hey You by Pink Floyd. Yes. And the last time I saw you guys, Sean said you guys had to record a new cover because Disturbed took Sounds of Silence. Well, I wouldn't say they took it. They, <laughs> right, well. But they, uh, they did their version, and, and so it was it was time to move on. Um, their version went through the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. It's a great version, uh, and it did a lot for us, too. A lot of people comparing back and forth. I like this version better. I like this version better. I hate both you guys. <laughs> both your bands suck. Both your bands are great. This band sucks. That band sucks. Whatever. That kind of thing, but it brought a lot of attention to our cover. Um that we did what five years ago six something years ago like that. something like that so it was good for us um and then it forced our hand to you know move along and, and start doing something else and the pink floyd cover has been really good for us i uh i was wondering what made you guys i, I you mentioned pink floyd as, as like an influencer tommy and i are insane pink floyd is, is that is that sort of why you guys went in that direction absolutely like, was it's there like, was there any question like was there a, a process of, of figuring out or was it that always no, the tommy one? and i just forced it so okay. we're doing this <laughs> don't like it then don't show up we're doing it everybody showed up and turned out pretty good so that our, our our take on that was Tommy and I just wanted to pretend like we were in Pink Floyd for two days in the studio and if it sucked if the song didn't turn out well we wouldn't put it out but it was fun and if it turned out well we'll put it out yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it was like it was worth every damn dime to go in there and pretend like I was in Pink Floyd for two days and Tommy felt the same way I was like, this sucks. It was a fun time. If not, we can put it out and see what happens. And ended up working out really well. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys played it at the last show before. Uh, I believe that was before it had come out because yeah. I, I sat in the background while someone else was interviewing Sean, and you guys wouldn't even tell her what the single was going to be. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, no, can't tell you yet. Didn't know yet. Didn't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, but we we also recorded that song as like just a little bridge for the new album. Like we weren't sure it was going to be on the new album. We weren't sure what we were going to do. It's like, let's just record this, put it out, so that the fans have something to chew on before the album comes out. Mm -hmm. And it turned out being, like, when it was done, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> and I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan, and I've heard covers of Pink Floyd, and I'll buy albums just because they have Pink Floyd covers on Okay. Like, Voivod and stuff like that. I'll buy those records just because they have Pink Floyd on them. And, and Shadow's uh, Fault did one, too, a yeah, while back. Yeah, so I'm, like, watching real close, and that's a good one. I don't know if I like this one, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you know I, w I was real critical and we did it just as like we, we did it just as if they were our age now mm -hmm. like okay here's the new technology we're not going to blow it out and be a metal fucking we're not doing that <laughs> bullshit um, so we were like let's do it as if Pink Floyd were our age now this is the technology this is what amps sound like now this is what drum sounds sound like now and we kept it as close to the original as possible and just little things that I like a you know, when I was listening to the song, I was like, oh, man, on this fantasy part, I would have made this louder or mm -hmm. I would have made this hit harder with the drums. And just so it wasn't like we were changing the song, just kind of like, OK, what if they were 21 right now? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was 2017. They were 21, like my age. <laughs> what would they do? We did that same way we did the Sound of Silence thing. That's kind of a, a thing that we kept. It's like the song's beautiful. Um, both of those songs are beautiful. There's They've written the greatest songs. There's no need to be arrogant and try to rewrite it and make it something special and and I, we've caught some flack from people saying why would, do you think that you can do a pink floyd song my answer is fuck you i wanted to play a, i love pink <laughs> floyd i want to do a damn pink floyd song right right yeah kiss my ass it's like 
you, that's untouchable. It's not untouchable. You go into the studio and you record a Pink Floyd song. Yeah, yeah. It's you're real right. fucking simple, and I did it because I love that band. You're right, though, about like when, when the Disturbed version of Sounds of Silence came out. It did bring attention to... Because I remember, if you spend any time, and I'm sure that you do, spend any time on, on you know, social media, on mm-hmm. Facebook, like after that... After their version of that blew up, you know, not only did you said it brought attention to your version, but it brought attention to other covers mm-hmm. that had been around for a while. Like there was, oh yeah, and that was the thing too. When we did the Sound of Silence, um, and Hey You, radio said no one does covers. We don't want anything to do with the cover. Covers are lame. Then a year later, everybody puts out all these covers that are number one on top. It's like we're always ahead of this bullshit, man. Always they tell us, no, nobody's going to do that. Boom, the next year somebody does it, and it's huge and all over the place. And, and it's just like, uh, the Boba Flex curse. Well, there was a, there was a uh, like maybe five, six years ago now, like Godsmack had put out a, a, a live album. Yeah. And then it had a, a second disc of just four covers. Rocky Mountain Way and, and uh, Come Together. Yeah. Right, and Come Together was one of those ones that was all over Facebook after Disturbed mm-hmm. Sounds of Silence. And yeah, because I, I thought, shit, they just put out a cover and then I researched it and I was like, oh shit, this is five, five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a friend was like, have you seen this? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I bought that CD when it came out. Yeah, you're right. Five right. years Sorry. ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm late to the game. But I thought it was great. I thought, uh, I love Godsmack. We, uh, Jimmy is a younger guy and he was like, always listen to God's you know I hear him on the radio all the time and, and thought they were cool and then we got to play this big festival that Godsmack was headlining and once he saw him live he's like holy shit what a fucking killer band yeah I think that at this point I've probably seen you guys almost as much as I've seen them right because I've seen them 15 times you get to be a lot closer to us <laughs> oh that's absolutely that's absolutely true um, our venues aren't quite the same <laughs> I would love to see, and I've said this on on your Facebook before. I would love to see you guys play a show, just because just because I'm friends with you guys, and you're one of my favorite bands. And another band that I'm friends with, and is one of my favorites, is uh, Forty Below Summer. And oh I would, yeah, I would just love we've to see you guys do. Uh, I would. I, I don't think ever in Jersey though. And no, I would love to no, see but we've that. done shows with those guys. Max, cool dude, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. awesome guys. Yeah, they've been on the show. Uh, Max and Joey, and then uh, yeah, actually the last episode was their their new. They just got a new bass player. Oh, right on. Him. Um, so you guys just put out Eloquent Demons, the new yes. album, and and I don't want to gloss over that, but I've always wondered. You guys did years ago. You did the acoustic cuts. Is that two song? Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if if there's any plans to do that again because I thought that was fantastic. I think so. That, that was another thing that I forced it. I was like, I, I just think it's cool, and we got to, you know, there's a little bit of time off. Let's just constantly put out music, and I love the whole acoustic thing. My brother always goes, "Oh, you just want to be Martin and Chains?" Like you're goddamn right. <laughs> House and Chains is one of my favorite bands, and their acoustic thing was awesome, and Nirvana's acoustic thing was awesome, and that whole unplugged whole thing, I loved that shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you just think you're Martin and Chains?" Like, yep, <laughs> that would be nice. So I I love that stuff, and we we did a lot of acoustic shows and you know uh, for radio and all that stuff I think it's great so I, I would definitely definitely look forward to doing something something like that again yeah I would, I would like I said I'd love to see it because that I found that EP by accident I was yeah. just like fucking around we on, made a video for guns and everything the yeah, acoustic guns yeah, and everything I was fucking around on Amazon I'm just like, oh hey where, where, when did this come out well, yeah. I'll buy this right the fuck now right on <laughs> um so I've got to add, you, you, with all the, the trouble that you guys have, like you said the Boba Flex curse, you have these labels, and you, had, you guys have had a lot of uh, band member changes, especially guitarists or something. Mm-hmm. You lost a lot of. Well, here's what happens with a guitar player they say, I want to be in a band, this is the greatest thing in the world. Awesome. We bring them in, 
to a band that has busted their ass, blood, sweat, and tears, and rode around in Honda Civics and shit, and 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 then we bring them into where oh shit, we're we're drawing crowds, you're getting paid money, you're on a bus with your own bunk that we pay for, it's all independent. And then they meet a girl, a girl tells them, I don't think you should tour anymore, and they leave. And it's like it's starting to piss me off. <laughs> it's starting to really piss me off. So that's that. That's happened. But you can tell as soon as the the whoever's in the band starts bringing up the opinion of their girlfriend of what we should do. Oh boy. Y'all, oh, fuck it's over. Fuck it. So that's what we say. No, we don't want to hear what your girlfriend says. We don't care. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a hard it's, it's a different kind of life. Yeah. yeah. And people can always say. But you can tell who's going to do it and who's not. You know, people always say, "I'd love to be in a band." And go, well, you rehearsing once a week for two hours is not the game we're playing. Right, right. Yeah, us playing eight hours a day when we're home and writing and doing videos and touring every day is like it's. It, this is not for a lot of people. It's, right, it's, right. And, and once you get somebody out here, and the glitz and the glamour wears off, you know what I mean, and they start taking shit for granted. Like bitching about, you know, food and stuff. I'm like, motherfucker, I remember a time when we had to split McDonald's dollar cheeseburgers four fucking ways because we had a dollar. I remember that shit. Right. Your ass is bitching about fucking microwave pizzas. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And fucking hamburgers on the bus and shit and getting fed by the club. Well, I wanted to eat at five and they brought my food at six. I like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, unappreciative pricks. But, uh, it's 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 a it's a hard life, you know what I mean. You, <laughs> roll, you agree, don't you, Jimmy? Jimmy's built for this shit. With the rest of us, more. Jimmy's built for this shit. Jimmy loves it every second of it, and so do I. And, and but it is a hard life. You're running on the road. You, you don't get to sleep at your bed. You you don't get to see. You know. You don't get to wake up at eight and be home by five and and watch Netflix on your television. But that's that's what it is. Right. But if you're running any kind of bit, and that's you know we're running ourselves independently. If you're running any kind of business and you're passionate about it, it's a twenty-four hour a day job. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember back around the time that I got back into you guys. Like there was a guitarist that lasted what one tour and then he was gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he met a girl, and. Uh, like we knew he was gonna leave. He met this girl, and then he just, just so like, oh, so flaky and so weird. And then the girl left him for another girl. Oh wow! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guitar player. It just—it's that weird thing of I want to be in a band, and then as soon as, as soon as they meet a girl, which you know I believe in love, and I think that's all great. But I'm I'm, I'm a musician for life. This is what I do. Right, right. Well, so I was gonna ask. With the band member changes, the label issues, all of the all of the shit that you guys have dealt with, has there ever been a point where you thought like fuck it, like maybe I don't want to do this anymore? God yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. It only lasts about twenty minutes, <laughs> but yeah, there's times where I'm mean, like, if I get stoned, I'm like, what the fuck am I? Should have went to college. This is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, not for me as much. Um, when Sean had his daughter. Um, which she's awesome by the way uh he it was it was that's what the song home's about right 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 i remember yeah, reading sean had his daughter and, and and he had to come back out on the road and looking back on it we just said fuck that stupid tour go home yeah. you know what i mean we'll pick it back up when you feel ready and we you know we had management and stuff at the time you have to you have to get back on the road you have to get back on the road and it, it fucked him up for a while like you know he felt guilty he felt uh yeah, it, we should have said fuck it went home yeah yeah um, but we were all like we have to work on our career and blah 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 whatever uh, so yeah there's been times where I felt like 
this is rough. And then the next day you play a sold out show and you go, no, nah, that was, you know, that was a momentary lapse of reason. Mm. Pink Floyd reference. <laughs> um, so one, one thing that I've, I wanted to ask you for a while, uh, just because I lost it, you, there was a, you made a post probably about a year or two ago now on Facebook and you were talking about, about, you know, independent bands that are like you guys out there plugging away and you, you posted this big fucking list of bands that people should check out mm-hmm. and I meant to fucking save that so I could check them out and I lost <laughs> it and so I was just wondering uh, because the whole reason that I do this to do this podcast and do the other things that I do that, that, that you've, you've seen over the years with the J Bunnies Music Hub is to try and get music out there to people like, there's so much stuff and so people miss things and so I was just wondering because you had posted this thing on Facebook like what what are some bands that you think that that people should check out that they might not be aware of oh god uh be it to means is this three-piece band from alabama they, i'm actually working on a record on, in between tours fabulous band uh, it's you gotta play slide bar guitar kind of sounds tom petty-ish but a little harder rocky um Waylon's a killer band yeah, i just saw them uh oh with a couple, the, couple weeks ago with josh the, todd in the conflict uh, yeah, and, and, yeah 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 and, they're and, awesome that we've known them for years they're a great band uh Jacob Cade is the, uh, the guy that's on this tour with us. He's a really good young kid, fucking stellar guitar player. Um, there's a bunch of bands out there. Like, I remember when the whole Rock is Dead thing, it's coming back now, but it was always alive in the, in the independent smaller markets and the B&C markets and, and the, you know, like if Chicago was on this big, you know, electronic kick, right outside Chicago there was a rock band selling out a 500-seater and everybody was still kicking ass. And, and it, so it's, it's, it's been alive. Um, but there's so many good bands out there. There's a lot of shitty bands out there too. Mm-hmm. But, but there's so many good bands out there that are doing the right things. And, and you know them as soon as you see them. You know right, the right. guys that take it serious and rehearse and, and that kind of thing. Waylon is the one that really comes to mind. I love that band. Be it to means uh, the Biters. You heard of the Biters? I, I feel like I, that name rings a bell. Fucking awesome, man. Uh, who else, Jimmy? Help me out here, buddy. Uh, that you're listening to right now, indie band. I'm listening to a band called White Denim right now. Okay. Uh, they had a uh, they had an album called something Corsicana, something like that. It came out in like 2013. It's like a real weird like Bachman Turner Overdrive, but like Thin Lizzy a little bit also. Yeah, but it's weird and froggy. It's really cool, it's, weird. Yeah. It's weird as hell, man. But it's so cool. It sounds like it was recorded in somebody's basement in the 70s. <laughs> but the musicianship's on it's awesome. It's killer. I haven't listened to the new record yet, which just came out, but the last one, Corsicana Lemonade or Lemonade Corsicana, something like that. Awesome. All right. Check it out. There's a lot of. What happens is when you ask me that, I go blank, and then as soon as you leave, I'll think of thousands of bands. <laughs> like, oh shit, you gotta check this band out. The same thing happens when someone goes, "What's the craziest thing that ever happened on tour?" My mind goes blank, and as soon as they leave, I go, "Jesus, man, there's a hundred thousand things I can think of as soon as they're gone." <laughs> So what's the craziest thing happened on tour? Yeah, right, right. Since, since, well, since you brought it up, do, do you have something in mind? God, Jimmy, we were talking about this the other day. Um, well, um, we've gotten uh, all our guitars stolen multiple times and got those back. That wasn't crazy. That was unfun. That um, was pretty crazy. We got them back. Both times. Yeah, we got them back. We were just talking about this. Why don't we tell this story? Some Sean shit is hilarious. Oh, dude. Uh, that dude <laughs> yeah, he's got so many good stories. Um, today was crazy. 
Oh yeah. Police pulled a gun on us. Oh, uh, some guy tried to break in our RV all today. Why? So we were parked. We do the Planet Fitness thing. Right, right, right. You know, because we're a healthy rock band. We work out in between drinking and stuff. <laughs> um, so every morning, you know, we wake up to Planet Fitness. Everybody goes in, works out, takes showers, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Today, no different. Somebody starts beating on the bus, and I'm like. I thought, that woke me up. It's 8.30 in the morning. I was like, what the hell? That didn't sound right. So I got up, and it was this dude drove around, and he comes to shut our generator off. <laughs> yeah, so I get out. I go, what the fuck you think you're doing? And he's like, you can't be here. You can't park here, blah, blah, blah. I'm calling the police. I go, there's nine of us on the bus, and we, we're customers of Planet Fitness. We can be here. Our bus driver always asks if he can park, yeah, yeah. and they give him permission. And he doesn't park unless he has permission. Yeah. This guy's screaming and yelling, and I'm like, well, fucking Jimmy and our sound guy Dave come rolling off the bus pissed off because uh, they're still hungover. <laughs> they hear somebody yelling at the back, and they're like, they thought, uh, Jimmy thought it was me. I don't know how. My voice is way lower than the guy that was yelling. <laughs> I think it is, anyway. Um, so they come, i like, calm down, calm down. And this so the guy's like, I'm calling the police. I go, cool. Call the police. We're not doing anything wrong. We calls the police and tells them there's this RV in my parking lot and they're doing drugs and this and that. And it's like it's eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We're working out actually and taking showers and some people are sleeping. So the cops come. They ended up being really cool. This was the scary part. Our our uh, light guy gets out of the bus. And he's like lock the door. And I was like, shit, like, it was like a horror movie. Like, he's like, lock the door, whatever happens. If I don't come back, keep this door locked. <laughs> That's what it felt like anyway. It wasn't that dramatic. He said, lock the door. It's because uh, apparently he saw the police coming. Um, so he gets out and stands, you know, outside the bus door. And the uh, officer comes up, does the shh. Like, he's, and has his gun on his hand, tells him to be quiet. And is getting ready to come in our bus door. And I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, like it, like it was a fucking raid or something. And Alex is like, uh, what are you doing? He go, he said, uh, you know, fucking, that's my bus. What are you doing? And the guy pulls the gun up. Go, get your hands up. Get your hands up. He's like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? And they start just grilling the shit out of Alex. What are you doing here? Well, he goes, we're in the Planet Fitness working out. It's a fucking Planet Fitness parking lot. What do you, you know, he's being calm. So he doesn't yeah, get yeah, shot. Yeah. Uh and they're just grilling his ass. And he's like, we're a traveling rock band. And, and, you know, we're here working out, taking showers. And he goes, well, what town, where are you playing tonight? And, and we play so much. Alex is like, uh, I don't know. Somewhere in town. How do you not know where you're playing? And and so I, Jimmy and I are at this point like, fuck, we got to go out there. We're Googling where we're at. Because <laughs> yeah, neither one of us knew. Somewhere in Jersey. Uh, so we get out and have the fly, have the the tour dates brought up and, yeah, yeah. and the situation de-escalates and, and then the police officers end up being super cool and they're like checking us out on YouTube and, and one of the guys is like I got a friend that's in a band and can he come to the show tonight and blah 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 and all that stuff so it ended up being cool but man at first I was like what the fuck because the guy that called him fucking asshole that called him and we weren't even in his parking lot yeah yeah we were in the Planet Fitness parking lot where we were allowed to be and the guy called and just said they're doing drugs and it's crazy so the cops thought you know shit yeah. Something nuts is going on. It wasn't. Ended up being totally cool. And then we got here, and a guy pulled up beside us, run around, tried to get in the RV. Oh, Jesus. And we opened the door. What are you doing? And he takes off running, jumps, and leaves. <laughs> like, okay. Not saying Jersey's a bad place, just today was a weird day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, every time that I, all, nearly every time that you guys are here, too, it's always somewhere else. So it's hard to, uh, can I, and with the touring, like you said, I, I can understand how you, you didn't necessarily know where you yeah. were going to be. Yeah, we you know play five, six, seven shows a week, and 
for four and five weeks at a time. It's like, well, where are you at tonight again? Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere in Jersey. What's the name of the club? I don't know. You have to ask my tour manager for that one. Oh, they also recently just changed the name of this place. Yeah, it used to be what it called. It used to be called. Used to be called Mexicali Live, and it was. Yeah, the, the officer knew the name. He goes Mexicali. Goes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. Apparently, I, I, it wasn't. I've never been here before. It's but a nice like, venue. It used to be. It used to be like a restaurant that mm-hmm. also did shows, and now I guess they decided they want to focus more on the shows, so they changed. The yeah, name it's a really cool venue. So, one other one other wacky question. I have two more questions for you. one other wacky one, just because I've always wanted to ask, and I might have asked and forgot. Okay. What was with the fucked up hair that you Next had? question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anyone let me walk around with that stuff. It was the early 2000s. <laughs> the bug I'm insane guitar player was in. And long hair wasn't cool. And uh, Sean and I held on to it forever. The long hair thing from high school all the yeah. way. Uh, and we held on to it forever. And it wasn't cool. And, and people were like, you're just 80s douches. And, yeah, all right, so... I tried to, I don't know. <laughs> I was showing, I was showing Casey the, uh, the video for home when you were still yeah, rocking yeah. that hairdo. Cause she, she read, she likes to read all it the questions. It was a time when people wore clothes that didn't fit them and had stupid haircuts. <laughs> and so she saw that and she's wristbands like. bands and jumped in unison together on stage. She's like, what, what are you talking about? I was, like, I, was like, I, gotta, <laughs> like, I gotta show you. She's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, don't forget to tell them I said it. Yeah. With the little ball necklaces and unison jumps. Shitty time, city. Yeah, shitty time for music. So the only other, the only other question I have is, uh, you know, what's next for you guys? I believe that this tour is over in about a week, week and a half, and then yeah, yeah. you get the holidays coming up. What's holidays coming up, and then we head south for the winter. Which like is, birds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I love to tour. Um, touring in the winter time is is we're at the point in our career we don't have to do that anymore. We used to have agents go oh by the way you're going through the rocky mountains in february you have to go and it's like you ever been to there (laughs) fucking dangerous and horrifying and there's people ate each other back in the day because they got trapped at the top of the mountain so we're not doing that so we're heading south and 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 west in the winter time all right and then you just keep you know gonna keep promoting i assume the the album because it just came out yep yep working on that uh we get home we're gonna do a couple videos and uh determine what singles next i think we i'm pretty sure we know what singles next uh song called lights out okay um and then yeah just keep doing the thing keep doing the damn thing we're looking for you know if we can tour on our own we're looking for that awesome support spot with seether or godsmack so if you know those guys tell them Bowflex is looking nearest nearest connection i have is like is like kind of know godsmack's uh fan club president send him an email <laughs> it's about it gotta start it. somewhere but all right, man. Well, uh, it's it's great to, to see you guys again, and uh, you know, I can't wait to check out the show. Thanks, right for, on, thanks right for being on. on. We're on fire.
one from the band's new album, Eloquent Demons. That was Bobaflex with I Am a Nightmare. Um, I want to thank Marty for being on the show. I also want to thank uh, their bassist, uh, Jimmy Tallin, for uh, popping up a little bit there on the show, giving uh, his insight on uh, some bands that people should check out, as well as uh, trying to help Marty come up with... uh, come up with a crazy road story although that's pretty fucked what happened to them that day with uh, the cops showing up and everything pulling a gun on them but luckily the luckily all was well and uh the show the show was great as always uh, i can't wait till those guys are back in the area but it probably won't be till you know sometime next year uh i found in all of my time seeing them that they tend to hit the new york new jersey area Usually in December, early December, uh, and then on occasion in sometime in the winter or spring, like uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen them around uh, April a few times. So, uh, but you know, uh, uh, had a great time hanging with those dudes. I actually went to the sh- to their other show. I went to see them in Jersey on. Thursday, and then I went again on Friday with a friend to their show up in um, Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, which is a testament to how uh, how much I consider these guys friends. Because uh, I, that that venue in Poughkeepsie, I, I tend to stay away from there. Uh, I only go there, and I'm not going to speak too much on the subject. But I only go to that place if a friend is playing. Otherwise, I avoid that place like the plague. But um, be sure to uh, be sure to check out Boba Flex on their uh, their social media Facebook Twitter um, also be sure to follow J Bunny's music hub on Facebook Twitter Instagram patreon um, still still haven't done anything I think I've got a, another show in the can and and I may record one or two more before the year is up but uh I think I'm going to hold off on actually doing anything with the Patreon until the new year. Also, uh, Club Kayfabe Creative Community. I know there's there's talk of uh, really uh, things picking up speed with them in, in the new year. Be sure to check them out. Uh, this podcast is a part of their, their community. Check out the Club Kayfabe Creative Community on Facebook and Twitter. And the website ckcconline.com. And... Uh, Industry embers, guys. Um, that's something that I'm always gonna, always gonna promote until, uh, even even if I'm not involved anymore. Although I don't foresee ever not being, but uh, always uh, make sure to to f- tweet or post with the hashtag buy music b u y, or it's buy music b y e. Anytime you make a new music purchase, now. This new Bobaflex record, Eloquent Demons, came out earlier this year. came out back, I believe, in August. Uh, I didn't have it yet. So while I was at the show, I picked up a copy. Um, and uh, lucky for you all, I actually I picked up two copies. Uh, they're autographed by the band, so I'm, I'm keeping one for myself because I didn't have one yet. But uh, that means I have another one to give away. Uh, I also have a spare copy of the band's uh, previous album, Anything That Moves. Uh, that one is not autographed or anything. It was just an extra that I had because, well, I lost my I lost my first copy, so I bought a new one, and then after I bought a new one, I found it again. So 
Uh, both of these are open. Uh, the eloquent demon, so that the band could sign it, and the uh, anything that moves, because, like I said, it was my uh, second copy of the CD. But uh, I'm going to give these away. These these extra copies of these CDs. So uh, what I want for you to do, um, if you are interested in uh, either of these CDs. Is I'm going to put a post. I'm going to post this podcast on Facebook as I always do, and then I'm going to um, I think I'm going to make a second post. I'm going to share the podcast to the page itself, thus making a second post uh, with the uh, mentioning the giveaway. Uh, so all you need to do is share and comment on that post. You need to do both, otherwise you won't be entered. So share and comment on that post. Uh, to be entered for a chance to win either the autographed copy of Eloquent Demons or uh, the copy of Anything That Moves. I will choose two winners. The first person that I choose will win the autographed copy of Eloquent Demons, and the second person that I choose will win Anything That Moves. So uh, if you enjoyed the interview, you enjoy the band, um, you you enjoy the songs that you heard on here or look them up anywhere else, then uh, go ahead and do that. That'll also help me out by by sharing the uh, sharing the page, getting it out there, getting me more uh, more hits, more views. You know, all that stuff matters. I don't I don't uh, I do it for the love of the craft, as they say. But uh, all that helps because the more this gets out there, and the bigger the numbers are, uh, the more chance there is to get bigger names on this show. So. Um, I'm going to leave you today with another song from the album Eloquent Demons. Uh, This is the song Off With Your Head. Until next time, guys.
the stairs.